dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Sunday. Hope you're all doing well. Getting near the end of the year here, 2019. And so my friends said a few days will be the Roaring Twenties again. Oh, boy. Ain't that going to be fun. I'm still in my gaming drought. We'll see if that changes in the next few weeks. But I kind of figured it would because it it's the holidays, as I said before. And gaming tends to take a hit on the holidays. It starts uh, around Halloween. After Halloween, it gets a little dicey going into Thanksgiving. And after Thanksgiving, it's catch as catch can, basically. If you can game, game. If you can't, can't. Just enjoy the holiday. At any rate, I read something the other day that got me to thinking. I'm not, what do I say? I read something. I listened to something. I listened to a podcast the other day that got me to thinking about player expectations and a, a misconception of new players. And I will talk about that after this. Okay, what I was listening to, I was listening to Tavern Chat Podcast by Eric Tinkar. Very good podcast. And he talks about how the journey is its own reward. Well, yes, it is. I totally agree with that. Because what happens on the way is what you're going to remember in years to come. Not that you finished it or you didn't finish it. What happened? And... You know, it, it's I'm not talking about, now. I'm talking about newbie players, and I'm not talking just about newbie players. I'm talking about freshly minted. Hey, what's this game all about? I want to do this type player. You know, he hasn't even played a game yet, and you're introducing him to Dungeons and Dragons, or maybe they even see the name Dungeons and Dragons or some other role playing game and go, "Hey, that looks interesting." Now, I'm not saying all people get this in their head when they first start. I did a little bit, but I quickly got over it. But they get the idea that they're the main hero in the story, and they're not. Because what do they have to compare it to? They have to compare it to books. They have to compare it to movies, TV shows, things like that, where you focus on a hero or a couple of heroes, and the adventures are about them. Well, since this is a group cooperative game, that doesn't quite work. You have your chance in the spotlight, and you can work together, but it's basically about a group of people. It's more like Jumanji than, say, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because you all have to work together, and you all get to share that spotlight. I've had people who say, okay, I want to I want to play this guy. He's the leader of these guys. I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That is yet to be seen. If there is a leader at all. Because somebody, you know, because I'm not saying everything has to happen by committee. That's kind of slows down the game real fast. But, you know, if somebody takes the lead, somebody takes the lead. Somebody else may take the lead in the next adventure or session or something. So it's more, like I said, it's more like, actually, it's more like the Avengers where they had, Somebody like Tony Stark leading the Avengers, but in the field, Cap takes over because he's the tactical leader type of thing. It's that kind of thing. And, you know, the players have to, the player has to understand that. 
in order for to go. Because he can't hog the spotlight. He can't tell people what to do. He can't do this, that, and the other thing. Because it's a cooperative game. You all make the story. And I've had people do that. I had a, I had a, when Gage first started learning D&D, he had a couple of his school friends over and they've never played before. So I was going to run him a game. And so this one boy, this one kid wanted to play this character. And it, I was playing basic D&D at the time. I was teaching him RC, you know, Roll Cyclopedia D&D. Beck me. And so this kid wanted to play something he wanted to play an elf but he wanted these powers and i said no it doesn't work like that this is he, he was basically trying to emulate another character from a, a movie or a tv show uh, an anime where he wanted the special blade that did this and that and i said no that's not how it works you find this stuff you become you start from zero to hero think luke skywalker he started out as a farm boy on a desert planet, became Master Jedi and beyond. So you've got to think of it that way. This is the way you play the game because it's a cooperative game. Now, if you want to do that, you might as well play a solo game. You might as well play one of those, you know, solo games like from Tunnels and Trolls or sit down with the, with the GM and have him play. You know, both of you play. Get some hirelings, whatever. But that's the way it works. And that's what you have to convey to a very, very new player. I mean, once they catch on, they catch on. Now, whether they stay with the game, that's another point. It's, they'll, but the point is you have to get them to understand. They understand that they're not going to be the star all the time. Because that's just not how the way is set, the game is set up. It's a cooperative thing, and if that does happen, people are going to start complaining. Other players will start complaining. Hell, I'll start complaining. So they've got to understand it is a cooperative. Sometimes, they, you know, people go into D&D thinking it's the be-all and end-all type of board game that, you know, and it is a board game because the map is a board. And you have, have figures, not all, sometimes theater of the mind, but a lot of times you put the minis out there and you go. But they've got to understand it's a cooperative board game. I think it's better now than when I started or when I had this game because you have games, the cooperative board games, things like Pandemic or Horrified or something like that. We have to work together to defeat the other. You got to you got to defeat the game is what you do. You're not working to defeat other players. You're working to defeat the game, whatever whatever threat the game proposes to your characters. So the way it's kind of a role-playing role game too. I mean, and so you've got, so they've, they've got examples like that, which is, which is better for D&D because people then understand, oh, what's this thing about? Okay, got it. It's a cooperative board game. Fine. But, you know, you've just got to, you've got to look out for those people who think it's Dungeons and Dragons starring whoever that is. So that's the kind of thing you have to convey, and that's my advice, and I'm going to go start my day. So want to talk to me or anything? Goldmangrognard.gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thank you again. Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, and Dan, you guys rock. And don't forget Dan Craig's 
podcast, the Jung Albert, Y-U-N-G Albert. What am I saying? Again, sorry, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mark. Dan, Dan's podcast is the Jung Grognard podcast, Y-U-N-G. And Mark C. Walring's podcast here on Anchor is the Yawning Albert. The Yawning Albert. I don't know why I had trouble getting that out. I must still be sleepy or something. But anyway. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. <laughs> <laughs>